Hello and welcome to Touchline from Casper Elson, Mark Cameron. Hello, Mark. Hi, Cas. Nice being back in studio after such a long layoff. Nice to obviously talk some rugby again. Yeah, talk some rugby. COVID played its its trick on us. Um, but first of all, let's start with um, our 80th um, episode. episode. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Mark. Well done. I need a medal. Yeah, thank 80, you. 80 episodes, <laughs> and thank you to all our technical staff yes, behind the scenes yes, that nobody yes, sees. Um, it's really a pleasure. And just as a matter of interest, we've got an episode for every minute in a rugby match. That's true. That's true. Hey. If it doesn't go into extra time. So when we go into extra time, we need to thank our, our viewers and our listeners as well. If it yeah. wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. 100%. Yeah, we will take this into extra time and into the final. So may Touchline continue broadcasting for, for, for many years to come. 180 episodes. So 100%. Let's go. <laughs> and then a big thank you to SA Legends for the insert in the SA Legends program on uh, uh, Supersport. They featured our book launch that we had earlier this year. A Mums and, and Toti Rugby Club. A Mums and Toti yep. Rugby Club. Quite a big feature on there. And the book, The Heart of the Terrier. Books are still available for sale at 300 Rand a book. Um, visit our website and um, get yourself a, a copy of the book. So please visit a Mums and Toti Rugby Club.co.za and um, our online stores. The books are available there. And once again, thank you to SA Legends and Mr. Ian McIntosh in yeah. specific. Yeah. And obviously Hollywood Bets. Hollywood Bets, um, yes. With a proud sponsorship that they came on board with the book. And then just to the viewers or the listeners that, that haven't had the privilege of reading this book, it's obviously with uh, the history of Mams and Toti Rugby yes. Club over the last 75 years. And uh, it's been, a, it's yeah. been an awesome ride. Yes, The Heart of the Terriers, <coughs> author Mike Greenaway, mm. and mm. published by Kiba Media. Now, Mark, let's move on to Six Nations. We haven't been here um, for quite a while. It's nearly so, the next Six Nations. Yeah, it's almost the next Six Nations. We haven't been here, but I would really like to touch on the Six Nations for the simple reason that um, I think you called it right from, from day one where you said the the game between France and Ireland, Ireland. will be the yep. decider. And, and whoever wins that game will probably go on to win the Six Nations. And you were spot on. Um, that was France that, that beat Ireland in that one. And um, they went on to win it and they won the Grand Slam. The Grand Slam, yep. the big one. First time in 12 years. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, I'm not a betting man. So if I bet on that, maybe I would have made a few... Euros or dollars. <laughs> so, um, no, just to, to come back to that, um, you're 100% right. We called it right off the bat. Um, I think there were a lot of ups and downs, obviously, in that. But uh, France, definitely in a class on their own. And well done to them. They have now jumped to second on world rankings, one higher than the All Blacks. One higher than the All Blacks and still one behind <coughs> South Africa. Excuse me. And uh, we've been... Clinging to that first place for quite some time. But Look, again, again, just on that, just on that yeah. sorry, we're fortunate because since winning the World Cup, yes. we've been first. 100%. And then obviously our, our margins were quite high, regardless of whether we played or not. But they've closed that space over the last year or so. Yeah. And South Africa 
have it all to play for. But having said that, that's not what it's about now. It's now preparing it's for the for the World Cup, and that's what France is doing. And that's what France is doing. But a game that I wanna <clears throat> I wanna touch on is the game between Wales and Italy. Italy actually yeah. beating Wales 22-21 in the dying seconds. Dying seconds, yeah. yes. And if you just see, well, if you saw, because it's now two weeks later. Two weeks later, yes. I think that was their first game in 36 attempts. Yes. In the in the Six Nations, which is I think six years. Um, so well done to them. I mean, they've gone through numerous players, numerous coaches. But we also said in the beginning of the Six Nations, you can see that Italy have turned the page. They've been yes. playing better. There's some games that was very close. And then last one, they, they pulled it off. And having said that, though, um, Wales obviously felt bad about that. But, sorry, the Italians have beaten the box before. Yes, they have. But uh, to me, that was probably the game, the game of the Six Nations, sure. the whole Six Nations, for Italy to go and then beat <coughs> the then current um, Six Nations champions, champions yep. were, were, were quite a feat. I, I think it was brilliant and well done to you. Yeah, no, definitely. And may that continue. May that continue. You know, maybe, maybe there's also, there was also something in it because there's been talks yes. that Italy must be taken Sac out of, yeah. taken out of. Maybe it's a better word. Maybe okay. there's another better word for that. And then that the Springboks need to go in. But, you know, if they put their hands up like this and it can continue, then they, maybe they should will keep stay. them there and just add the They will box. definitely stay. Then if we can move on to UR, URC, United Rugby Championships, a um, couple of games that were played there, uh, the Bulls versus the Dragons, Sharks, Edinburgh, Stormers, uh, Ulster, and then the Lions, Osprey. Um, I would like to talk about the Lions first. The Lions had oh. a couple of games... Um, now in South Africa um, at Ellis Park, that they they actually beaten sides that nobody believed they could, and I think the Ospreys game was the the one that everybody gave the Lions. But a couple of them prior to that were were very good games. Munster, Munster, Munster for uh, one. No. And now if you look at them play back <clears throat> in in uh, in Europe, they they're a formidable side. Yeah. No, look, the previous two games obviously, and and that's off to the South African sides. Um, all four of our franchises won their games. That's yes. the first time in our history. Yeah. Sadly, so the past week, the, the Sharks fell short to, to Edinburgh. But as you say, the Lions, I mean, when we had the Lions coaching staff in studio, yes. uh, Ricardo Lopesha spoke about how they've changed and their defensive patterns yes. and that they'll get better and better. And then, unfortunately, um, since then, they've actually regressed. Yeah. Um, and all of a sudden, they they started eating their straps. And, you know, it takes a good side, like the Lions, to come back when they played Munster, now I'm referring to two weeks yes. ago, um, with such a margin, and then come back and win that game. Yeah. It shows you the self-belief is back. You can see it just in the way they conduct themselves. Previously, we spoke about heads dropping, and when they yes. score, they didn't even look like a side that, that was celebrating anything. I think they're starting to believe again, and... and Look for all the for all the franchises. It would start getting more difficult now because the Six be. Nations is finished, yeah. so they will now gain their the international players, and we need to tour again. So, um, but now it's level playing field. So let's level see where we field. go. Then let's talk <clears throat> about the Sharks, um, Edinburgh. Um, do you think the the conditions had anything to do with that? No, I don't. I I honestly don't. Um, 
We've been talking about this for quite a while, where we've said that somewhere there's something yep. amiss. And the reason why we're saying that is because we've got so many Springboks in the side. Um, we just not can't put my can't put my finger on it because we don't analyse um, to that extent. And obviously, Sean Everett and those guys they'll know exactly what is yep. going on. Um, over the last few weeks, we've just won games. We've we haven't really been clinical. Saturday was a prime example. Edinburgh thoroughly deserved their win. Um, you know, we get into key positions on the field, then we then we either knock it on or there's a turnover. Um, whether their their self belief as to where they need to play and what they need to do is not there anymore. I don't know, um, but only only the coaching staff will will know. Do you think it's got something to do with all the players, the new players that we brought in now, that the um, and and the rumours of players that's still coming in, that it that it might cause a bit of uncertainty? Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's entirely like that. Uh, they are a professional outfit. I mean, we know some of the players are leaving. Yeah. Um, I think, unfortunately, and and we hate to pinpoint players. I think part of where the problem is is at fly off. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the fly-off itself, but being so fanatic about sport and, and social yeah. media and everyone putting pressure on the fly-off on that specific berth, I think that's part of our problem. So if you look at this past weekend, how many kicks we missed at poles, yeah. um, fly-off not setting the, the back line and the front foot and so forth, and so you can carry on. Um, but I think Saturday specifically just wasn't our day. There's so many so many things that we did wrong different places on the field and where we should have gone. But I hear you, and I think part of our issue could be that the new guys have come in, they haven't gelled as well as they should be doing. And I think, you know, if you think how often they practice compared to a club side, for argument's sake, yeah. um, they should gel quicker. And those players okay. are, are more experienced and they actually play at that level. So it should happen. And yeah. But typical South African... Fanatics, we're not happy with call it mediocre no, games definitely. or whatever. And and what do we do? We normally compare ourselves to the All Blacks. Um, if you look at now Super Rugby, you look at the intensity and how they execute and what they do. And yet again, like the rest of the world, we question ourselves. Um, but we're winning, and 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 that is part of a formula that is working. We'll just now need to execute. And from a Sharks point of view. They've now dropped two spaces on the log, and now it's all to play for. Now it's all to play for. Then the Bulls had a good win against Dragons. Um. Look, I don't, I don't always, and I think there's a lot of people that that watch rugby and that um, obviously URC. I don't think we we often agree to how they do whatever they need to do. I'm talking about the, the Bulls now, obviously, and Jake White, but whatever he's doing is working. And we're saying that for the simple reason, you look at a guy like Mornay Stein in the last three, four weeks, he's basically played in every game, maybe not the full 80 minutes, yeah. but he's played in every game, whether he's come off the bench and whatever. So they use, they have like a super squad with with new blood that, they, that they're pushing through the Curry Cup, but some yeah. of the URC players are playing there. Um, Cornell, Hendricks, they, they've, there's lots of rugby. And whether that is the right way to do it, we'll see going forward. Um, but I think it takes its, it takes a stall on the players, but they, they're winning and they're getting there slowly but surely. You know, 
about four weeks ago we said they are for the taking, um, but I think they've turned their corner and they've got they've got their mix right. There's 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 not many of of the provincial sides that actually use that formula. If you look at the lines, they've got definitely got two separate squads, um, and the lines are battling up until three weeks ago. Now the rest of the sides are basically battling where the URC is starting to pick up. So who knows who's right and who's got the right formula? Yeah, I don't know. And then Stormers Holster, <clears throat> that was quite a good game to watch. Mm. Um, a good, good a lot, lot of lot of talk there, obviously. Holster um, yeah. could have won in the dying dying minutes of the game. Could have. A big talking point that came up there, I think they took it away from the game, was the two number eights. Yeah. Ivan Rus and and yeah, obviously yeah. Uh, Thor himself, Dwayne Vermeulen. Yeah. Um, you know, but and I and I and I hear there's a lot of talk about who's the best and who's not the best between the two. We've been fortunate to have Evan Roos in studio before. You know, he's a humble, humble youngster and he just wants to play. But I think he would have taken a lot out of that game. Um, I saw that clip on, on, on Facebook, his tackle that he made and yeah. drove Dwayne, Dwayne back. And the guy that Dwayne is, you know, get up and go on and, and well done. And that is what they impart. But the Stormers are definitely on the up. They've they've played some quality rugby over the last few weeks. Um, their backline is is phenomenal, um, and to beat Ulster, I mean Ulster's in the top three, but to beat Ulster is 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 no mean feat. So well done to them. Definitely no mean feat. And then to go on to Curry Cup rugby. Also, a couple of good games. Um, the Lions against. The Blue Bulls, mm-hmm. uh, Natal Sharks versus the Free State Cheetahs, and then Western Province Pumas. Um, if we can go to the Western Province Puma <laughs> game, um, I think that's a surprise for everybody. Uh, Pumas beating Western Province 37-11. Yeah. I think that was a big score. Uh, and, and that's the Pumas away from home. I think the Pumas are getting to a point now where, they, where they're actually showing in the Curry Cup what they can do. Look yet again, and I say this with utmost respect, we know if you play the Pumas away and you play Hikwas away, it's always difficult whether you've got all your Springboks back or not. I think um, it's always difficult in cases like this because we're talking Curry Cup now. So, yeah. so all your all your first choice players were obviously playing in the URC, um, whereas the Pumas have their first choice players. So it always makes a, a difference as to who you're selecting and whatever. Having said that, though, Western Province are better than that. Um, and for the Pumas to go to the Cape and to dominate like that, because that's what they did, um, well done to J- Jimmy Stonehouse. I mean, they, they prepared well for it. And on the day, it worked for them, you know. So they, they made a statement and they went there. And, you know, to put 30, 37 points past the Western Province and only allowing them to score 11 points... Oh, um, shows you they are quality side. So let's hope that can that can continue. And then it <clears> seems <throat> like the Curry Cup was um, was the away team <laughs> this weekend. <yeah. laughs> this weekend or, or on on Wednesday, yeah. um, the Lions going down to the Bulls. Bulls traveling to to Ellis Park. Um, the Lions going down there. We just spoke about the Lions that did so well in the in the URC and now in the Curry Cup they battling. Yeah, look, I don't, yet again, <clears throat> you know, it's not for us to say what's wrong. We don't know what the what the real setup is over there. But um, are they battling, even with the under-20s? Curry Cup yeah. is battling. 
you know, the, the URC was battling until three, four weeks ago. Hopefully they've got that right. Um, and the mix, and I, you know, you can't go coaching staff and, and whatever, it's all professional. They all did do well. Yes. Um, and all of a sudden, this is where they're finding themselves, you know, and ex-players and ex-administrators from the Lions are all asking the questions. Yeah. And we've said this before, who wants to be a coach when things go pear-shaped like that? Who wants to be a coach? <laughs> and then let's talk about the, the Natal Sharks versus the Free State Cheetahs. Uh, we were fortunate enough to watch the game at the stadium. Yeah. And, um, also, the now, now, now I'm going to ask you again, do you think the weather played any, any part in that? No, I don't really think so. I mean, if anything, the weather should have sh suited the Sharks. Yeah. I mean, Free State come from a dry place, hard fields. Um, they just played well and they put us under pressure or the Sharks under pressure um, at the Shark Tank. You know, and, and yet again... You look at the Free State Cheetah side, A side, Sharks Curry Cup, B with one or two extra players. Yeah. Um, in theory, the Cheetah should win, but uh, I don't think on the day the Sharks played well enough. Part of the problem is the Sharks were top of the log two weeks ago. They've now lost two on the trot, and now it's back to the drawing board, I suppose, and, and they need to get the right mix. Part of the problem now is you still continue letting your Curry Cup side build and develop and whatever, or you now start releasing some of your URC players. Sharks aren't in a position to do that because they've dropped two spots on the URC log. Um, you know, so obviously between Sean Everett and the Curry Cup coaches, um, there's that happy medium that needs yeah. to be set, and they've got two, two quality sides that need to end at the top, like the Bulls have done over the last two seasons. Difficult one for any coach to, to try and, and juggle. Then if we can go on to, to some <coughs> club rugby, mm. starting with the, with the Optimum Cup that was played on, on, on Friday. Used to be the Flyer Tournament, now the Optimum Cup. Um, we met Henny Beside Note from Optimum, um, and well done to Optimum to come on board to, to sponsor a tournament like this in, in KZN. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Optimum. Um, on Friday we had College Rovers versus Varsity College. We had Crusaders versus Collegians, Mums and Toti versus Harlequins, and then uh, College Rovers second team versus Westville Old Boys. Um, your impression on these games? Well, firstly, uh, let's go to the B the people yes. where. Mams and Toti and Harlequins played um, first up. Always difficult. There's a, there's a nice rivalry between those clubs. They're both on the south coast of, of, of Durban. Um, you know, there's a rich history between them. And uh, as you can see in the scoreline, that's exactly how it was. And, and well done to Harlequins. Firstly, we spoke yes. I think about four weeks ago to Westville Old Boys head, the head coach, Rob Scott. Yeah. Um, where they were put in the in the Premier Division, and then obviously Harlequins came from the Third Division into the First Division, um, and I'm assuming it's only assumption and, and my take. Optimum sponsors Harlequins, yes. hence the fact that they are part of the Optimum Cup, and rightfully so. I mean, they took Mamsam Toti right to the wire to to win for Mamsam Toti to win that game, and as a First Division. 
club, we congratulate them, you know, and, and Charles Besaida note and his coaching staff. So well done on that. Um, to play a Premier Division side and, and only lose by, by 10 points to 14 is, is also no mean feat. Yes, we do know that Amamsam Toti is busy rebuilding and growing and whatever, um, but it was a hard fought for them and, and well done to Harlequin. So this coming Sunday, or Saturday, sorry, Harlequins is now playing Westville Old Boys yes. in the third, fourth place. And it will be interesting to see how, how that goes. And then um, College Rovers, second team versus Westville the Old Boys. Westville Old Boys doing very well. Definitely. Um, moving up to Premier League yeah. this year um, and doing very well. Playing against College Rovers, second team. I think they um, done themselves proud. No, definitely. Look, they weren't happy. I think yes. Westville obviously backed themselves to win. Um, but we do know it's not, it's not easy playing against College Rovers and all the top Premier Division sides. Yeah. But um, and it would have been a massive learning curve for for Westville, um, if anything. Um, but I know, as I said, we we spoke to a few players after the game. The, according to Westville players, they went on song, and certain things obviously didn't go in in the fall yeah. in their favour. Um, when you spoke to Jeff Harper from from Rovers, obviously he was all cock a hoop and and happy that 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 they pulled that one through because <laughs> at twenty one fourteen. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a tough scoreline, you know. So, so now obviously, Amamsam Toti play College Rovers second side in the B final yeah. um, on Sunday, and uh, yeah, let's see how that one goes. Let's see how that one goes. Now, let's go to the to the A pool, um, College Rovers versus Varsity College. Also, <coughs> a, a good game. Always a good game to yeah. watch. Yeah, it was. And and off the bat, off the bat, it was a good game. Um, you know, all four of those those clubs are. Premier Division clubs in KZN. Yeah. It's the fact that they play in the Adiv. Um And, you know, if you go according to history, then probably the right outcome. Yeah. Because the Rovers in general are the club champs and, and the, obviously the, the leaders in KZN. But uh, Varsity College played well. They, they you know, they, they took it to, to Rovers as per normal. We know those top clubs don't shy away and they work hard and they and they do whatever they need to do um and it's going to be interesting this coming weekend yeah and then the sad one was the crusaders collegians that yeah. was stopped before half time and cancelled completely and uh unfortunately both those sides won't participate any further uh, look i don't i don't really want to go into detail with that um obviously there's still a hearing to take place and so on and so forth <clears throat> but, um, you know, at the time when the game was stopped, uh, Collegians were leading uh, Crusaders. And then, unfortunately, there was a, a foul tackle or foul play that took, that took part. And then, you know, the, the wheels fell off a little bit and the referees stopped the game pre-half time. Um, and, yeah, as I said, I don't want to talk really talk about that. I think it's... It's not good for club rugby. It's not Definitely good for not. rugby in, in yeah. general. Um, and maybe next week we can have a chat once once the hearing is done and the outcome we reached. Sadly, both those teams won't play in the in the finals of the Optimum Cup. Definitely. And then um, club rugby in general in KZN is now in full flight. Um, mm. Almost every single club has got warm-up games against the next and there's a yeah. whole a whole host of, of tournaments going on. <clears throat> um, if we can just go back um, a week prior to the Optimum Cup, 
Um, we participated, or Mums and Toti participated in the um, Ronnie van Royen, Ronnie van Royen yeah. at Harlequins. Yeah. And um, also brilliant. And well done to Harlequins for hosting the Ronnie van Royen. It's an annual annual event. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Toti uh, did themselves proud there. Yeah, look, obviously we know Toti is, as I said earlier, is in a rebuilding phase. Um, but we played against South Coast Warriors, Warriors and you yes. need to give them credit and, and, and well done to them. Um, yet again, they took it to the wire. Um, I'm smiling because everyone gave different score lines. So <laughs> a score line that came up twice was 31-29 to yeah. South Coast Warriors. Yes. 31-29 to, to Mams and Toti and then the referee said 29 all. Yeah. So I suppose that's where you go. I can confirm that both teams scored five tries. Yes. Um, so maybe in the past we never used to kick at poles, so maybe we must revert back to that and just try and score tries. But having said that, I think uh, from a first division point of view, South Coast Warriors, and, and good luck to them, I think they're going to be a handful. Um, obviously we know Westville has now gone up to Premier Division, and um, good luck to the guys from the South, and, and may that continue. Definitely. Good luck to all the teams playing in in whatever tournament you're playing now and going yeah. into the into the league quite uh, or shortly. Yeah, in um, the April we start. Yeah, the league starting shortly and um, good luck to all the teams. I know whether you play Premier League, uh, first, second, or third division doesn't matter. All of you are um, rooting for yourself to win mm. that league. Um, so good luck to every single one of you and um, also to the administrators and KZNRU, um, well done. And and thank you for getting this season underway. Oh. With It's a full season, it's yeah. a proper season and um, we're looking forward to club rugby in KZN. Definitely, I mean club rugby, if I talk Premier Division, we're going right through to mid-September. Yes. Where normally we finish first week in, in August. Yeah. So um, it's going to be an exciting time with all the new clubs coming through and that, you know, it's, it's, it's all open. One thing that I'm oh, going away from club rugby a little bit, um, there's a lot of schoolboy rugby happening at the moment. Yes. There's a lot of tournaments as we speak this week wow. all over South Africa. And uh, yeah, may, may that continue because that's our breathing ground. That is our breathing ground. And uh, good luck to all the schools as well and all the tournaments and the tournament organisers. Mm. And if I can, very sadly... Just uh, send our condolences to, to Birchley. Yes. Um, Birchley I, they're touring KZN. Two of their boys sadly drowned this weekend um, in the North Beach and in, I nearly said a man from Toti, but in Durban. And to them, their, their families and the team members and obviously the coaching staff here, yeah. thoughts are with you guys. And, and uh, yeah, it's very sad. Very sad. Yeah. It's always sad to hear. Mark, thank you very much. I really do appreciate. Yeah. Thank you for, for chatting some rugby again. That's <laughs> no, about uh, time. I, yeah. I, I must say, I not necessarily missed you, but I missed talking about <laughs> rugby. <laughs> so you can thanks say a lot. You don't miss me, but that, that's fine. I yeah, can take that one. You know, I always take it on the chin. <laughs> You know how I dread coming here talking to you. <laughs> Can't believe. It's always, it's always nice, uh, nice chatting rugby. And just to, to finish off, uh, from my side, uh, to the guys, all the guys playing in the Optimum Cup this weekend, yes. regardless of whether you're playing in the finals or not, it's just a privilege to be to be back on the field and a it privilege is. to see all these young guys and even the school good boys we were involved in, to see them back 
participating and the camaraderie that is being built there. And, you know, hopefully COVID is, will stay away now um, and this may continue. And then let us build and hopefully meet France in the World Cup final next year. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> that's a very big one. I think Flock Silia will take you on on that one. Uh, he'll say he wants to meet us because they did say uh, uh, the, the South Africans and New Zealands are the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis of the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, France, France beat all the Six Nations sides now. They beat New Zealand last year. So they're waiting for us. Waiting for um, and let me tell you, if I was the Jacques Ninaber and Rashi Rasmus, I try and prepare well because they are a phenomenal side. They are and, coming uh, for us. Yeah, it's whichever way. It's just nice to be back on the park and to play and watch rugby. Yes, definitely is. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks, Thank you Bas. to our viewers. Thank you for tuning in once again. From myself, Casper Els and Mark Cameron, have a great rugby week.